Hi, and welcome to another episode of Wildfire Talks Weight Loss and More, the podcast that looks to bring you the secrets to successful weight loss and the tools needed to take you into maintenance. This week, I am joined by the lovely Anna Louise from Operation Sparkle on Instagram. Her and her mum, Karen, have lost an amazing over 17 stone in just 34 weeks, with Anna Louise losing herself eight stone during that time. Here, we discuss all things from relationships and how they can both help help and hinder weight loss, as well as what to do when the weight loss journey ends and you need to reintroduce food and look at your relationship with food and exercise into the future. Without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. Hi love. Hello, how are you? I'm good my lovely, how are you? I am great thank you, can you hear me okay? Can hear you fine. How has your evening been? I know you've been super busy, so I'm so grateful that you've come on. That's all right. No, it's been been looking forward to it for ages. No, it's <laughs> it's lovely to finally be chatting to you after all this time. I think. Yeah. I I know because we kind of did, we've both done our journeys at pretty much the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I saw you when you started your journey, and then you popped back up like a completely different person. I was like, where has this girl been this whole time? Yeah, she's just been busy losing weight and focusing on herself <laughs> and making herself proud, I don't know. Love it, love it. So do you want to take us back and just give us a little synopsis of who Anna Louise is, what brought you to kind of where you are now with with the plan? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Anna Louise, hi. Um, I am 27 and... But as long as I can remember, even since I think maybe early teens, I've always struggled with my weight. I was always the bigger girl, always had, you know, very slim friends, always felt very insecure about myself and how I came across. And my confidence and self-esteem levels were completely shattered. Like, uh, I was not really the person I should have been. Mm. Um, and I never... Because really just remind that. us, you're, yeah. are you 27 now, 28? 27 now, yeah. 27 so that was a, yeah. a long time then that you kind of spent being overweight it's not something that you've just suddenly have had happen over the last couple of years for example no. I've just seen your mum's joined in as well hi Karen <laughs> hi Karen <laughs> no she's just in the other room so oh. <laughs> um but yeah no it's something I've struggled with for a very very long time and I was not proud of myself I you know always wished I was better I always wished I was slimmer I always wished I was more active um and it just it got to the point where I would join all these different diets and different plans like I've tried every diet out there um got every t-shirt going and mm. nothing I would never stick to it and it wasn't that the plans didn't work for me it's that I didn't let them work for long enough and I never gave it a chance and nothing ever clicked and then yeah I think lockdown I we often said like lockdown wasn't kind to us but actually I don't think we were kind to ourselves during lockdown I don't know if you can relate so to that true. one um oh my god yeah like obviously we had poppy in lockdown yeah but actually yeah. you're so right it was probably the one time we should have really looked after ourselves yeah. but I think like a lot of people and and kind of touching on what you said for you and your mum um we just oh god did we comfort eat we just turned to the food and we kind of 
we kind of made it an accepted thing because we were like, yeah, we're all at home. There was all yeah. these small businesses popping up on Instagram and Facebook, and you were like, you've got to support the local brownie maker and the local yeah, like burger it was all place. Like cake making as well, wasn't it? All like brownies <laughs> and cake making as well. Um, like, yeah. what else were you going to post if you weren't making a banana bread? crazy um <laughs> so you'd gone through it so the first lockdown you you didn't do the plan did you that it was was it the second second third fourth fifth lockdown how many how long we got i don't know <laughs> um yeah so it wasn't until um march 2021 that we actually decided to do something about it and you know boy did we wish that we did it the year before um it mm. was just one of those ones that i you, i think you have to be in the right place at the right time everything has to be right for you mentally emotionally financially as well like it has to be right for you and no one else no matter what people say to you and there have been a lot of negative comments said to me and about me over my life and my mum as well she literally she'd had it from strangers from people we'd known family members oh. it was crazy because people can say whatever they want but until we decided to actually make a change nothing happened and nothing would happen so. Yeah, you're so right. It re we always say, don't we, as consultants, to slimmers, mm -hmm. I can I can hold your hand, I can support you, but it's you who's on that journey. It's you yeah. who's about to embark on that, you know, journey for yourself. And I'd love to be able to do the plan for you, but unless your head's in the right place, nothing I say or do is actually going to make you lose yeah. weight. We're not magicians I've or literally fairy been godmothers. Saying, yeah, I've literally been saying this evening to some new slimmers that we were chatting to, you know, you're the driver of this. You're the driver of your mm -hmm. own success. We can guide you and support you. However, you have to make the decision to actively do this. You have to make the sacrifices. You have to put in the hard work. Otherwise, where will you be? And that's essentially what happened. Our lovely consultant, Nell, um, I think she sensed a bit of desperation and a bit of like, we know where we fall down. Um, we need some support. We need you to basically show us the way. And she did. She came over on Mother's Day um bear in mind she has three children of her own um and she dropped off our products just outside here and the in the little courtyard out here and we took our photos and it was the lowest we'd felt on mother's day and we were just about to tuck into a mighty roast as i like final hurrah and we started the next day and we never really looked back and oh oh i don't know if the signal went a little bit fine guys a little bit of technical difficulty we'll take that there we go I think you're back do you know do you know what it was it's because I was playing that song in the gym earlier and I have these headphones in so it was just playing that I'm so sorry that is totally on me um it's that's all right get us pumped for the gym if you're listening on the podcast guys yeah that's, that's what's happening um but yeah um I've now lost eight stone in 34 weeks and Karen has lost an amazing nine stone in 34 weeks um, that's amazing and we did that and one. so you both started in so you started in the march last year so that is not even in a year no. you have both you've lost each of you a person yeah we've lost over 17 stone in about eight and a half months i thought me and jamie had done well with like 16 stone but you've blown us out the water with that one stop it everyone your <laughs> achievements are incredible and I think everyone who's watching this and everyone who follows you, you know, everyone's stories are so different, but you know, you're an example of your own. Like it's incredible. And you helped me on my journey so much. I remember actually watching the, one of the first videos I watched of you, I think it was, um, 
you got quite emotional during it. It was it was when you were oh, still quite good. early on, yeah. No, it was actually a really <laughs> teary one, and I think you'd made like a big oh. milestone. Can't remember quite what it oh, was. In, it's probably my five stone. I remember getting quite emotional on my five stone video because yeah. I was like, oh my god, I could actually do this here. Yeah. Like, but did you have a moment with that? Because you said that you and, and your mum had kind of done plans before. So kind of yeah. before we get to whether you had like moments on the plan that you had as real poignant, like we're going to do this. Yeah. You said that you both got to a place where you were like, we have to do that. What was the driver for that? Was that, did one of you approach the other and kind of say, look, I, I really think we should do this. How, how was it that you even chose the one-to-one -one plan? So actually, um, my sisters, one of my sisters, very close friends, was actually the woman of the year a couple of years ago, Lizzie Steen. Wow. And um, so we, we'd seen her weight loss and my mum was going to work um, and she just messaged me and because I, I was having a very, very bad time at work, I decided to resign. I was bullied so badly from work. So I decided to leave oh. and I was actually unemployed from about May um and she went off to her part-time job and she said just look into it just have a look I've heard about it we've done other si very similar meal replacement diets in the past and every slimming group out there but she said just have a look and find out and so I contacted a bunch of consultants um in the area and found our consultant and that's how we found out about it and we didn't really know what it entailed we didn't know about the steps we didn't know how flexible it was we'd only done the type of diet like this like shapes and kind of soup. It literally yeah shapes. yeah um occasionally soups um and my mum actually did that a long long time ago and she dropped a huge amount of weight but it just that the day that she got to her goal was the last time she saw it and it's because she didn't have that support and that's where I think this really sets things apart and we didn't realize you know quite how impactful having that consultant and that support next to you did um, well especially with now like she is yeah. a phenomenal consultant and she just is. a shout out now is so knowledgeable and she also has um a little youtube channel with the lovely Heidi uh, yeah. um and it's definitely something that you should go and watch and hear about now's journey because I think she and herself I can imagine was a huge inspiration to you and your mum because she's lost what over seven stone I think yeah um she so she's really been there got the t-shirt and that's the same with a lot of consultants you know not every consultant will have been on that journey but no. I I know that I get a lot of slimmers with larger weight loss journeys because of yes. my own journey yes. and that that can be very inspiring it's being able to have that person and you know this is you know nothing to do with your achievements you know whether you've lost one stone a few stone or you know like us eight nine you know nine and a half for you like it's um people literally literally losing people over here Anna like. Losing people. <laughs> like how crazy is this and the fact that this plan can give you that opportunity and offers such variety and you know that support is just it's mind-blowing and you don't ever think it's ever going to be you because you're sat there and thinking well I failed at everything else why would this work for me um I'm sure you've had lots of your inner demons battling with you just even I don't think I'm going to get through the first week of this let alone you know Oh God, I didn't know I was going to get through the first day. I remember yeah. the first day making that mixed berry porridge, my first porridge, and being like, and it wasn't my first rodeo. I was like, right, okay, you know what you're getting into here, girl. Yeah. You've got, I was like, I can do the maths, a stone amend. I got about oh, nine, ten months of this. Yeah. Like, 
you know, let's, let's, let's go, let's try. But I'm sure, like you said with yourself, you probably started that first day thinking, um, is it going to be the same as all the other times? Like, is it, is this time going to work? I think everyone thinks when you go on to a diet, you're always really optimistic and that you're always really positive in the beginning. But I actually think if you've been someone who's been such a yo-yo dieter or tried so many plans before, mm-hmm. I don't think you always have that initial optimism when you start a diet because you yep. kind of know that your track record is that it doesn't always go that well. Yeah, it's pretty shoddy up until now. And yeah, you're just like, well yeah right this is actually going to work isn't it you know it's and you're 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 battling with yourself at the end of the day no one else is telling you you can't do that what are you talking about you can't do that like it's nothing um but if you but how good do you feel when it's first um that first night when I got into bed I was like I did it yeah not dead yeah I've I've survived absolutely and And we've got so many slimmers now that are joining us that have overcome things that we never did in our first eight months well five five six months for me um you know we completely withdrew ourselves but you know in our in their first week one of our slimmers um who i've just seen has joined this call so this is a massive shout out to her and i'm using her as an example she had one of these obstacles come up a social occasion on day five of starting the plan she was on soul source 1b and she asked for our advice she asked what she should have she did everything right and she still came out with it an amazing eight pound loss at the end of it because she used the plan wow. to her advantage. She lived her life as she should. And it's like just leaning on that person that, you know, many times, you know, you would doubt yourself and be like, Oh, it's fine. I'll just get back on it on Monday or, and never probably get back to it. But it's all about the mindset that you're in. And I think if you're in the right place at the right time and you're even curious about what this plan does, it's not just, you know, it happens overnight. It happens very quickly but you need to be 100% focused for this to work. And if you embrace it with open arms, then it's amazing, isn't it? Like your oh. testament to that as well. It, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. And I think um, Nat yesterday when Nat and Sam did their live, Sam yeah. asked Nat, what was the biggest thing that surprised you with the plan? And, and Nat said, just how quickly I changed, just how quickly that time went. Yeah. And it is so true. When I think back, if I didn't have those videos to reflect back on, I would pinch, I would want to pinch myself that it even happened. Because yeah. I would say the days are long, you get some <clears throat> weeks that go on for a, a decade, but actually the time flies by in in the blink of an eye. You think in less than a year how much your life has changed. And when you started back in March, what what was the reason why? I always say, deny to have a reason why. What was your reason for for doing this? What drove you on those difficult days that you had? Yeah, um, so I would definitely say a top tip is to write it down. Um, My, so we decided that we were just going to open up a little note on our phone and write what we were feeling on the night before we started. Love that. You know, what what can't you do now? What do you want to be able to do? For me, it was, you know, I, my weight was quite bad to the point. I was over 18 stone. I was 18 stone two when I started. And And how tall are you, Hen? I'm five foot five. So my BMI was sort of in the sort of mid to late 40s. Yeah, Um, mine was the same. Yeah. And I was in events at the time. I was an event manager. And so I was doing lots of walking around and I was very much up on my feet. And my numb, my leg used to get really numb. My right leg used to like die on me like midway through, like even just standing up for like 20 minutes. Um, But I think ultimately I had no confidence, no self-esteem. 
Um, I was always the butt of a joke. I was always sat with my friends being ignored by other people. Um, and I think my inner insecurities like made me behave in a certain way that probably wasn't, you know, what I deserved to do. And I didn't mm -hmm. do myself any justice with that. Um, and I was just, I was, you know, I didn't put myself out there. Like, obviously you've got the amazing Jamie, but like for us singletons out here, like I didn't <laughs> want to put myself out there. I didn't want to do anything. I was like, I just want someone to find me attractive and to me to be confident in my own skin and just live the life that I've always wanted to. And I wasn't giving that to myself and I wasn't kind enough to myself, I think. And I think ultimately I just needed something to change. And I think if, I mean, you're, you've documented everything. I wish I'd documented more like on video and stuff when I started. Um, but you know, just the way I talked to myself and, um, talked about myself, I would always make a joke out of myself before I, you know, so no one else would. Yeah. Um, that Barry, I was going to say, it's funny. I think when you're overweight, I definitely felt like you'd be in a social situation and I would feel acutely aware that I was the biggest person there because I was obviously yeah. the biggest girl in all my friends. Yeah. So you would feel very, you would feel like you had almost a spotlight on you because you were the, you know, you felt the biggest and yet yeah. simultaneously felt completely invisible. Yeah. Like I felt like I didn't have, I was, I was never presenting Rachel. I was presenting this almost caricature of someone who had to defend herself before anyone even made a comment or yeah. like you say, made a snide joke. Um, and those things are always worse if you go out for like a drink or something, people's inhibitions drop down and then someone says something that's probably not intended to be hurtful, but ultimately will be. Yeah. Um, and being able to actually just present as yourself, uh, you know, authentically you, yeah. is the most liberating thing in the world. And I think you can see in you, I was watching through your reels earlier on, which, <gasps> I mean, can we just say this girl is literally a viral Instagram sensation. They're amazing. But you can so see, there's one particular reel where, I mean, it's probably not the most flattering video footage of you at Christmas in like a Santa Claus outfit. Beautiful. And you can just, it's, it's stunning. It literally is beautiful. But you can see even in your face. And I think as someone who used to do that, you can see how even though you're smiling, you're not happy. No. And then when you look at you now, you just radiate happiness. It's just beautiful yeah. to see. Oh, thank you. I think it's taken a while, and I definitely think it's taken a while for my brain to catch up with my body since the massive transformation like I've had. Um, definitely. But I think, yeah, I'm glad I took that. That was for a work thing. Um, that was for a work thing. I mean, I was going to, I didn't want to ask why you were dressed up like Santa. I mean, like a plonker, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey. It made good content. <laughs> it did make good content. Um, but yeah, it was, I had to make this video for like a Christmas video because um, we were all remote working at the time. And it was a way to bring everyone together. And I, I actually said with two bottles of wine in my hand, it's obviously not got any audio behind it. I said family time and lots of wine or something like this. And that was literally the most cringy thing I think I'd ever said. And I was like, I said to my mom, can you film this for this thing? And it was just the most pathetic thing ever because you're right. I was smiling, but there was no happiness. Like my cheeks were so big that you could barely see my eyes. And like, I just looked really uncomfortable and I felt uncomfortable and lethargic and just really crap, to be honest. Like, you know, there's no, there's no treading around it. Like you're, if you're not feeling as you're supposed to, um, 
and you know there was I'm sure you can also relate and a lot of people watching this can also relate saying you know next time next Christmas I'll feel different next holiday I'll feel mm. different next birthday I'll be able to wear an amazing outfit and look absolutely banging in it um my new goal is to wear a bikini and not have to cover myself up like that's my next I can't wait for this reel I can <laughs> see it already <laughs> Oh my God. I'll be joining you. Once I've had this surgery now, that's it. My belly will be out non-stop, a pen and a threat. Let's just go away <laughs> together, shall we? We'll just go out and just like, we'll do Baywatch. Shall we do Baywatch? Yes. yes. Get us in a red bikini. Yeah. But it's true. And it's, it's good that we, like I find now, I was always quite goal-oriented. Mm. Ironically, not so much successfully with my weight. Uh, Career-wise, you know, everything else. Very uh, goal-oriented. But now it's almost as though once you start achieving things, you get this drive to want to just keep going. And I think I used to mention in some of my earlier videos about how you don't start this plan with self-belief. You don't start this plan thinking that you will do it. But that grows every week with every loss, with every milestone, with every bit of like success you get. That self-belief grows and grows. And did you find that for yourself when you were on plan that, you kind of, did you have a moment where you were like, I'm going to do this, this is going to happen, where that kind of self-belief really kicked in? So when we started the plan, we said to Nell, here's our trigger points. When you get to about two, three weeks of us doing this, we'll probably get that far. Message us maybe slightly more. If we disappear, come, you know where we live. Like, we'll probably fall off. That's so good that you were very honest with her, saying this is what I need from you. Yeah, and I think that was actually one thing that I think really resonated with me that Nell identified that as well. Like the fact that you know where your downfalls are. I think the more accountable you are to yourself, the more transparent and honest you are about things, um, know your downfalls, then, you know, we can work with that. If it's if you're just living in denial, you know, no one who has any sort of other addiction problem or anything like that, any sort of problem, you know, unless they admit that they need help, or admit where they fall short, and it's different for everyone, what is actually gonna change? Nothing. So I literally laid it all out of the table. My mum is still at work at this point, and I'd literally like spilled my guts out to Nell, bless her. Um, and she still came around and we, it was when we got to that three, four week point, and we suddenly realized, oh my gosh, we've actually done, like we actually are better and stronger than we think. And the losses of course, like keep you going. and you know, the losses, the motivation, the wanting to put makeup on again, like, and what you were just saying about, you know, when you start seeing positive changes, I say all the time on my stories, you're in such a negative spiral before you start this plan, I think, because a lot of us let our weight hold us back. And when you Mm -hmm. hear, um, you know, all these negative things in your own head, not necessarily other people saying it to you, but you're in this negative spiral and it just takes a couple of positive things, maybe even just one to make you want to be better and do better and get out of that negative spiral, go into that more positive side of things and really recognize your own achievements. And I think that first sort of like three, four weeks was where we sort of realized that actually, yes, we can do this. We have no, we have no intention of falling off plan. We are either the best or the worst influences on each other. And since this plan, we've been nothing but the best cheerleaders for each other and keeping us going. Um, you know, those old saboteurs from the past, like, you know, <laughs> even just looking at each other, not even verbalizing it, being like, 
Oh, like, me and Jamie, you'd know, be like, you could feel it in the air. I'd yes. be like, if he doesn't ask me in a minute if I want to take away, I'm not <laughs> going to be happy. But you're crazy. right. Like, this is it when you when you do plan together. And obviously, I had Chloe and Gabs on the, the other week, and they sisters that did it together. And I yeah. always love it when people do the plan together. I think that relationship's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and as a consultant, I love seeing like partners or you know siblings or friends do it yeah. together because I just find just find it fascinating how their relationships evolve whenever they're on plan. Um, and me and Jamie, like you and your mum, we were we could big each other up, but my God, could we bring each other down like that as well? Um, yeah. and sabotage each other you know we we would do the, like your mum and you would do a plan for two weeks and then one of us would have a difficult day and instead of being like oh I don't, don't think that's a good idea we would we would sabotage each other and actually what we had to learn to do was have awkward conversations and be like I don't think that's a good idea like I remember the other was it the other week we were lying in bed and he came in and he had like some Irish crew bites, which is standard in this house in bed. Um, that's how exciting gets in this bedroom. And then he brought, he had like something else and then something else. And I was like, is everything okay? Because, you know, I was like, that's just not what you would normally do. And I, and I kind of, we'll call each other out a little bit now, but from a caring place of being like, I think something might be wrong. And that's why maybe you're acting in this way. Yeah. Whereas before we would have encouraged that behavior with each other. So actually we never helped each other through difficult times. We just sabotaged each other to feeling more rubbish. Yeah. And you're not cheating anyone but yourself. And I think there was also... I've literally said all of this to a new slimmer today, like, you know, <laughs> because we were doing it together, obviously, you know, the secret eater in us comes out every now and again. But I think there was a part oh, of yeah. back in the day, like in our past before this, where because we weren't doing it alone and we were doing it together, it wasn't technically secret eating. Do you know what I mean? And it was yeah, like, yeah, no you kind of absolved each other of that guilt. Exactly. It was sort of like we were both accountable to each other, but it was like, well, no one else would really know. Like, we know each, you know, it's not like we've gone into the tub of heroes at Christmas and just tried to hide all the wrappers in the bin at the bottom and stuff. You know, it's those mm. sorts of little things or eating the biscuits or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it's finding out where our downfalls are, I think. It's so, as like an overarching thing. And, I know hers, she knows mine, you know, Claire and Amanda have done it together, you know, you, you know, so many people, I think when you've got that support, we've actually now got um, a dream team who are all colleagues at work and they oh, I love different that. stages. Um, so first Limmer got on board and she said, you know, um, my colleagues really, you know, bring in the biscuits and all the bad stuff and they always try to take me off plan. And then another one of her colleagues joined um and then another one has just requested to join as well so now we're, we're gonna do it together like there's gonna be the five of us like chatting on a group chat and stuff and we've got another mother and daughter duo doing it as well oh I and love it's, that it's that camaraderie and it's you know the support that you get from friends family those who just know about it and just having that acceptance that yes this is my choice I am doing this it's doing that I'm doing the best for myself that I possibly can um so let's just get on with it, you know? Um, Did you find having your mum on plan with you and kind of being that duo from the beginning helped with other people's opinion of what you were doing? Did you face any kind of negative comments from other people in your family or within like your social circle? Yeah. Um, <laughs> gosh. Um, yeah, I have people close to me who um, have said things. I've talked about it in the past. Um, I have people 
um oh, I've talked about it already I can say it again my dad for example basically was always wanting me to be the better version of myself and but would say it in a very indelicate way let's just say mm-hmm. um even when I was losing weight it still wasn't good enough um and I should do something more or do something different or you know it's it's when you hear it enough you start to believe it and especially when it's from somebody so close yeah. I think whenever we hear comments like that from family and the thing is your parents your siblings they're the ones who will say stuff to you and it will cut you in half like and and those are the things that like you say they, they stick with you you know they, they don't go away some random person or maybe like even a colleague or something you can let those things slide but it is yeah. hard when it's from from family and friends it is and I it it got to the point where it had been for so many years and it was almost like I had to go to the next thing I had to be the next I had to do the next best thing for myself you know it was all very passive aggressive it was it was always from a good place I always knew that it was always from a good place but sometimes people don't quite understand the burden that you feel on yourself and the opinions that you already think of yourself you know it's it's easy to make a passing comment but you don't I think I I have always before all of this you know trying to find myself and you know be proud of myself for these different you know victories and achievements I've always stood by treat people how you want to be treated and I think that is like an overarching theme that I I go through in life and you know when people don't treat you as you would like to be treated you you sit there and go well why what 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 do you gain from doing this and saying these things and I knew that it didn't come from a place of malice or, you know, like complete, you know, criticism or trying to bring me down. It was only to try and make me better. But as I said before, unless you decide to make the change and you're the, you decide that I'm going to be the driver of this and nothing's going to stop me, um, then nothing is going to change. Um, and I had That's to actually it. speak to him. I, I stayed with him in August. Um, for a weekend and I you know I spoke to him frankly about it and I just said you know some of the things you've said you know have come across in quite a hurtful way um I don't I don't think you intended to but I think it's just having that sort of honest conversation especially with family and friends those that you want to keep around um it's finding your voice again isn't it I think whenever you suffered with your your weight you become you feel like you lose the right to kind of speak up and have and have a voice. Yeah. And actually, a lot of this for me was finding that voice again. It was finding the ability to say no. I realised oh before gosh, how yeah. many times I, I didn't say no to things I didn't want to do. I just went and I did them. People and now I'll be like, oh, here. yeah. But, you know, people-pleasing perfectionists are generally the people that I find struggle with their weight. And yeah. I'm in that category. Yeah. And trying to work on that it's really hard and makes you feel really awkward but it's only when you say no to things and put yourself first that you move forward and make progress with it now I'll happily say to someone no I don't want that thank you or like (laughs) I mean like no you can keep that I don't I don't want that thank you very much no nor did my mother-in-law when she's offering magnums or like Jamie's favorite turkey diners like the boy's 36 you don't need turkey diners anymore He wants that too. No, no, he did in the past. No, no not anymore. Um, no, no, he still does. <laughs> but calorie controlled portion, it's fine. Of course, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's a tricky one. And I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, if you can look back and say, you know, I've done something that has made me proud. You know, I say religiously every single day, if you do something, whatever, I know you say this as well, do one thing today to make, you know, yeah. to make a difference, to go towards a step in the right direction. 
my thing, I had it on my screensaver for the longest time until just after I got to gold. There was a screensaver that said, three months from now, you'll thank yourself. And you need to look back and think, in, in three months, will I thank myself? And yeah, I think I do now. And those, those who meet me now, because I've distanced myself from a lot of people that brought a lot of te- toxicity to my life, to be honest. Mm. Um, and I think I'm much less of a people pleaser. Obviously, I still like people to like me because it's fun. Um, nice. <laughs> I mean, it's quite nice to be liked. <laughs> like, I do want people to like me. But it's, <laughs> it's when it's like toxic, like you said. It, that it, it, it's, when it, it's when it kind of blurs the lines of actually where, where, is your, where are your barriers? You know, yeah. where's your boundaries? And you, and you kind of put the needs of others above and beyond your needs. And I think it's the old thing, isn't it? Your oxygen masks before other people's oxygen masks. Yeah. You know, the only people's oxygen masks I'm putting on first is poppies. Other than that, yeah. I'm number two, you know, yeah. and that's what you really have to think of. Yeah. So when you did plan, kind of taking it back a little bit, because like we've got to had a couple of questions about everyone always wants to know what step did you do? Oh, yeah. How did you do it? How did you lose it? And um, I obviously always say I did 1B, very boring, um, <laughs> four products a day, live my best life. I hate cooking. Um, but you, my darling, are an actual Nigella in the kitchen. You and Karen have wrestled up some incredible dishes. So you did step two for the whole of your journey, is that right? No, I didn't actually. Oh. We, we did step 1B for the first 12 weeks because we said if we can't do it um, on step 1B, we just need to withdraw from food completely. Um, we yeah. said our relationship with food is so toxic right now. We need to get out of this cycle and this funk and we need to do something to just lift ourselves and just take away the drama. We cleared the fridge, we cleared the cupboards, we got rid of the wine, we filled up the wine rack here with coffee. Um, <laughs> with coffee capsules for the Nespresso machine. Um, and we just, we got our heads down and we did it because that, at the time, that's what we needed. Uh, it's not the same for everyone. The breakup. Yeah. Always say it. It's like the breakup from the crappy boyfriend you had when you were a teenager yeah. that snogged the girl behind the bike sheds. Like, <laughs> you need to break up. You need to block him on my space. I'm sure my age now. Yeah. And just be gone and have that space. And I think as someone, like you mentioned earlier, who has maybe an issue with food, this is the nearest you're going to get from an abstinence-style yeah. treatment, if you like. Absolutely. It's a complete detox complete restart refresh and so yes we were on 1b so four products a day um karen very much found what she liked stuck to it she had all the sweet products i decided to try some of the savories and i switched it up quite a bit um so that was two different things we did it together but we have our tray sat here even now um with our allotment of products for the week a lot of fruit and nut bars, bars by the way they have changed the game um, they're dangerous very dangerous they actually feel so naughty but they're so nice um, they are so good I've only had one today I'm making progress uh, well done, <laughs> I can't say I'm not gonna have one after this live I can't promise yeah, but they are delightful yeah it's gonna be dessert later for sure um but yes yeah, so we did that for 12 weeks and we were terrified about stepping up to 1b uh, to step two sorry so after 12 weeks for anyone who a lot know, of people we have to step up yeah and I actually yeah, a lot of people worry voice about voice. this. Yeah, I actually sent you a voice note. I don't know if you remember way back. I when. do. Do you know what? I went back because I also saw Karen's lovely message when we had the sliver of So thank you, Karen. Oh. I always go back to them today, um, and I find it hilarious because you've reached out to the person who, who absolutely like cooking. hates cooking. 
um, about adding like maybe some prawns or some chicken and vegetables to like your, you know, your meals, your savoury meals. That's how I did it. Because I couldn't come up with anything exciting with food on its own. And I'll be completely frank, to me, step two, I was like, it's a lot of effort in my head as someone who doesn't like cooking. It's very important I preface that because it actually isn't a lot of effort. But to like weigh and measure the food... And then I was like, that's all I get. So for me, I found it, it was, it just felt more fulfilling that I would add the protein and the veg. And also I'm vegetarian and like plain corn chicken pieces or tofu was just like, yeah. nah, I'll add that I to saw, the chicken tikka. I saw many an omelette on your story. Um, omelette <laughs> and prawns and a chicken tikka curry was what I did. Prawns and chicken tikka curry, love it. Yeah, so we, you found, you find your favourites. And I remember you saying to me, um, that you know you did step two before and you absolutely hated it and then when you got to week 23 24 whatever the second yeah. batch anyway you then started to embrace it embrace it and enjoy it and that's when you actually started cooking and stuff um but i i've always loved use that term very loosely <laughs> <laughs> okay we won't we won't go into more detail on that one um yeah. but yeah um so it's got to the point where I loved cooking and I will hold my hands up and admit a guilty pleasure is watching MasterChef and MasterChef Australia um if anyone has had a look on Amazon Prime it's it's got a, a lot of episodes per season and I reckon during lockdown we probably watched am, over about I'm fond of MasterChef yeah. Do you know when I really got into MasterChef? Very random tangent, but I'd never watched it before. And then after I had Poppy in hospital, I went on to I because we were in hospital for four days and it was lockdown, so Jamie couldn't be there. It was literally us on yeah. our own. And so I went on to iPlayer and just looked for the thing that had the most episodes. And I had MasterChef on <laughs> continuously for four days. I mean, it will keep you occupied. We watched just over seven, uh, 700 episodes, I think. 600 to 700 episodes of MasterChef Australia, not even the other ones during lockdown oh, that's mad and but hey it gave you something to do and it you know and I think that then like you were saying a minute ago sorry to, to kind of cut back over you but for people that are stepping up I I was very fearful to begin with and I know you said that you you know you were nervous about yeah. it as well and I think it's not the step but it is the oh one of my slimmers Jenna has just put on here um, I didn't want to say because I didn't know whether she would like me. She would want anyone to know, but her wife was a MasterChef quarter finalist in 2020. Oh, goals! So you're amazing. Ha- I know. I said, like, can you imagine having them cooking for you? Oh. But yeah, I was stepping up is nervous, but I think it's more just about trusting yourself around food, yeah. not the step being complicated and, and frying your head. It's more about am I going to have that little bit of chicken or that little bit of veg? And am I then going to go on to just eat and order a kebab? Like, have I have I disconnected that kind of oh, that side of my brain that just goes to the extreme? And am I now going to fall off the plan? Because you've had the security of the products for so long. So how did you, I know obviously you've said about reaching out and getting advice from other people that have done it. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant tip um, to speak to those that have been through it before you. Yeah. I think I've, message Gemma every second of every day in the week before I stepped up. I was like, you're the step two queen, help me. Because it's daunting, it's a big thing, isn't it? So daunting. daunting. You've been in the safety blanket and this comfort of 1B and you've not had to think about this at all. So to try and normalise it in your head and be like, well, if I can have chicken, I could probably have a chicken curry, right? Like, you know, but no, you can't. (laughs) That's how your head works. And we were terrified of that, but it it wasn't the case, actually. It was 
we started using the mantra that actually you said again, because you have so many word words of wisdom. Um, I just talk crap. Yeah, no, you don't. Um, on um, on our voice notes, you said food is fuel, and I've carried that through with me ever since, and we still pass that on now, and it is true. And I mean, we are foodie people. So we love our big portions. So to see mm. the small portions, I was doing lots of things to try and make that difference because you were so good was... with this, Anna. Like you, when I used to, no, honestly, when I used to see your step two meals, I was like, how has she even thought of that? Because you did, you made them proper meals, yeah, like really filling meals. So did you, did you and your mum work together to come up with, with what you were going to cook? Did one of you kind of take the lead on that in kind of preparing that food? Yeah, so my mum has always, has always been the cook, but I think because of my love for it, I sort of naturally took the role to be house chef. Um, and that was with step two and step three. And now, you know, it's always been that way. Um, and that's, you know, she takes all the nice photos and then I post them um but she's a very good <laughs> photographer but no we we always um checked in just to make sure that we were fancying it because what are you gonna if you don't fancy something if you don't want it if you're if you're thinking oh I just really don't want it, that's not going to keep you motivated is it so mm. we always checked in we did a meal plan because preparation is definitely key especially when there's more factors to to think about and it was just a case of keeping it we started being very experimental with it using lots of herbs and spices and I even tried, I even did like a chili con carne version of step two and a stuffed portobello mushroom. And I tried to complicate it and tried to make it like we were having like a meal that we used to love. And then we decided. You were in MasterChef secretly in your head in your kitchen when you. Yeah. I was, I was looking at the fridge like it was my own personal mystery box being like, what yeah. do you make today? Um, yeah. Um, and then we just. But that's good though, because it shows that you were getting excited about it. Yeah. It was almost like you were using that as an opportunity to disconnect that emotional side of your brain with the food. But instead, we're looking at it almost from more of a, like just a practical perspective. That, yeah. like you said, that food is fuel. And I think that's really, that's really interesting that that was, that was a way in which you almost, like I said, rebuilt that relationship with food. And it sort of is carried on through as well. It's taught us those tricks and tips. We know what we need to do in future otherwise we're going to fall short and we're going to be like mm -hmm. oh, you know what are we going to have tonight and then that's always when bad choices come into play um 100%. so yeah it was it was one of those things that we really really enjoyed and I think also by being on step 1b we also realized that we actually appreciated the simple things a lot more as well you know by having that distance from conventional food for so long to actually sit there and appreciate it and for what it was as fuel rather than an indulgence or a comfort or a complete like shove it all in your mouth you know sit there and think about the food that you're having make it look yummy um sit down at the table with a knife and fork not sit on the sofa like we used to do and just watch tv and not even think about the food that we were eating it was just those little steps that we were taking to make sure that we were building a, a healthier relationship with food i think um and then that's sort of we we then stayed from week 13 when we stepped up we were dead set on going back down to 1b and we just decided that actually this might work for us. And yeah, we stayed on there from week 13 until week 34, until I got to goal. And Karen stayed on it. Um, and so I was doing that and I was stepping up to step three, um, well, towards the end of the journey anyway. Um, 
and yeah it's just sort of evolved from there really we've we've um yeah we've just learned I guess as much as we can um in those steps and we didn't think we would because we think by restricting yourself so much that you're not gonna you know you're just gonna withdraw from food completely and then when you get back to you know normality I guess I mean if we go back to eating normally of course we're gonna I'm gonna go back up to 18 stone like that's silly like my habits were not sustainable and they weren't healthy for me um but I think those little steps in the right direction and by learning to go up through those steps in a sustainable and gradual way as well and get finding your feet with it first and then then experimenting with it and having fun with it and enjoying the food that you're having um it sets you up in really good stead for the for the rest of your journey and then that's what your consultant's there to help and guide you through it and give you suggestions whether or not you're a cook or not you know (laughs) And me and Anna Louise give you both ends of the spectrum. So you, you know, that's what's that's what's also really good. I think is that you can find people on this platform that you you can relate to for different things as well. There'll be different bits in different people's story, and you know that's why I love doing these lives because it means that we can hear different. T- and I take something from every single one. I'm like, oh, I never mm. thought of it like that, or that's a really interesting tip. And I think you've been very similar to me in that you've done these the steps quite gradually. You know, I. I Typically, you know, people can get through the steps, you know, anywhere from maybe four to six weeks. But for me, I, I probably was on step three on its own for four to six weeks because I really had to reestablish that relationship with food. Did you find that you were quite similar with that? Yeah, I would definitely say, again, the accountability and like holding your hands up to what your downfalls are. I'd say step three, you know, there are those you can get lots of inspiration from. Um, and... I was I was taking that inspiration, but I also had my own ideas, and I want I I sort of had an idea of what I was looking out for and what I wanted to do with the food, um, you know, having things that I fancied but in a more controlled way, um, and sort of adapting it as much as I could to fit the plan and also to make me feel like this is actually a way I could sustainably live for forevermore, like, you know, so it was a very different learning curve. But I remember I was actually talking to Georgie because she was giving me um tips um about you know healthy healthier swaps or lower calorie swaps and she was like you know you you can um have um hellman's lighter than light mayonnaise instead of having hellman's light or things like like switching different things out um Mm. and bread for example she was like you you know you can have white bread like you don't have to and i said to her and this is where i i had to do a lot of learning i think it was in the first week or so i can't have bread in my house rachel i can't have bread um because bread is a vehicle for everything that can be spread on it and Anna Louise cannot deal with bread um <laughs> just because it's a game I like that with biscuits yeah yeah so you know not to have biscuits unless they're for poppy and they're I like the little dino ones the, the little yeah, yeah I have to buy literally kids delicious and they're they're extortionate can I just say for any <laughs> children's food company people like two pound fifty for like five little bags of biscuits but I, I think, like you said, it's knowing your downfalls yeah. and it's the one thing that I, I have never brought back into the house since I started pan. Yeah. Bread, I'm okay with. I can manage bread. But I think that is also having a topper. They have to have toast all the time. It's a, it's, it's a killer. It's awful. Um, so you, ha- you have to get over that quite quickly. But even at Christmas, I didn't have any shortbread. Yeah. I didn't have, like, I brought mince pies in very tentatively. I was like, am I going to be all right with a mince so pie? We. I made it through. And when you oh, said God, that was a nerve-wracking 24 hours. Honestly... Honestly, when you were talking about mince pies, I could so relate because, like, we used to buy mince pies for heroes, like, maybe five, six times over. 
because it's they're in the store so why not go and buy them and you know it's, it's well you lie to yourself so why not, you know? in, i was gonna say in november you lied to yourself saying they were going in the christmas cupboard oh, yeah. and then by like the end of november when you're on your third christmas cupboard stop <laughs> like but that was like it with everything everything was in excess whether it was christmas or whether like now for yeah. easter for example we would there is me and jamie would probably have easily had 10 easter eggs before easter and we would have just told ourselves chocolate's different it's nice don't yeah. need to wait till easter to have one it's a good deal look how like what a good deal it is yeah and it is it's that excess but no now the things that we we shouldn't you know we just can't have in the house unfortunately it's like an alcoholic can't have wine in the house because they got a problem with it sadly you know even though we have a food addiction we had a food addiction well we still have a food addiction I guess because we've always we're always going to have to battle those demons and it's never going to get any easier but it's as you always say like and so many other people say you know dipping into that toolkit and finding what works for you because every there's not a one-size-fits-all for everyone you know, someone yep. might be absolutely fine so true. Bread and be able to stop at just one slice or get a share bag of giant buttons and only have a couple. That's never going to really? be me. And I know <laughs> that's never going to happen. So my step three now incorporates less of the refined carbohydrates. Um, and this has taken a while. Like it, it takes a while to sort of figure out what your balance is because my balance and Karen's balance and your balance and Jamie's balance is so different. Um, oh 100 percent. and also it's knowing as well that they're like um we were saying the other day and jade mentioned on stories that there is no finish line here no it's really important that people understand that working at the steps is a different process but it is a process Mm. you have to go through it and learn these things and it's if you commit yourself to them and you do like you've done and you say actually do you know what i'm not going to have those like for example we don't i choose not to eat things like pasta the only reason i choose not to eat them is because the amount you get for your calorie like the calories is absolutely atrocious it's, yeah. it's not fair at all so i would rather eat more volume of food now if i want to eat volume of food i'm gonna to have to adapt the foods that i eat yeah. like it's it's nothing against pasta it's not it's not that our life's so unfair it's just that i want to eat more food so for that reason yeah. i'm gonna bypass the pasta and i'm gonna have the cauliflower rice or the oodles or something like that instead absolutely um, yes yeah, so and it's accepting that isn't it yeah it is. And it is a hard lesson to learn because you're like, why can't I just deal with moderation? But there are some things you just can't have the choice to do. And that's something that we'll work with our swimmers to do as well. Like finding out what your triggers are. Now, our meals consist of one type of carbohydrate. Um, yeah, we're like we that. We found that pita breads are fine. Um, but we won't then have that with a side of home cooked chips that we've made. We're now having celeriac chips instead of chips, you know, potato. We know we're sticking to potato and rice rather than the more refined pastas, noodles, um, bread. Um, so we're trying to keep it as whole foody as possible. Um, and we're really, really enjoying it. Like, you know, we're getting variety, but again, we're checking in. And Karen's now doing step three with me. I'm doing step four. We're having the same meals, but I'm having an extra meal after my gym session. So because I'm training more now, and it's only a very, very new thing to my life. I'm wanting to put in good whole foods, but also using the nutrition, which, by the way, can I just say, I actually sent the nutritional information um, of the bars and the shakes that I have on a regular basis to my personal trainer that I start with next week. And he sent me a voice note saying, I'm actually really impressed with the nutritional value of all of these. Like, like I actually am really surprised that they put what they do in this because sometimes they just do it. So it's like, protein carbs blah 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 but not all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you have in the products and i was like okay this is cool this could work 
Um, Honestly, I, my, I, when I was at the gym, they were also like quite impressed. But, and they were like, whenever I said about what I do, they were like, well, you've been trained. You have, you had training to do your job. I'm like, yeah, we have a lot of training to do our job because we're being, we're, we're, you know, we're dealing with very complex scenarios at some times. And, blind. you know, we're given, exactly, we're, we're, we're being um, entrusted with that journey for those, for, you know, for our slimmers. And, and I think, too. absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I think it's really reassuring when you know how good the products are. And that's why whenever people say, oh, do you still eat the products? I'm like, yes, I would rather eat a fruit and nut bar than take a multivitamin. And a fruit yeah. and nut bar has got so many nutrients. And what you'll typically find is if you start feeling a little bit like lethargic, a little bit rubbish on the higher steps, probably not getting the right nutrition. Right. You've been so well nourished on those bottom steps. Your body has had everything it needs to be fully functioning into its like peak performance. Absolutely. So actually, when you step up, that's exactly like you're saying it takes time to figure out what's the right combinations of food what do I need and you've probably had more of an like an eye-opening experience without being in the gym and looking yeah. at how you need to incorporate things like proteins and things to help with your muscles and was the, was that something you always thought you were going to do is is start exercising I mean maybe not 18 stone but <sighs> was there a point that you were like yeah I think that's probably going to be something I do on my journey so my relationship with exercise has been very conflicting over the years. Even though I was always struggling with my weight, I was always the bigger girl. I used to play for county netball and I used to play in all the top teams at school for tennis, hockey, lacrosse, all that, all that jazz, all of them. And I loved it and I was really good at it. And I used to love the gym as well. And I didn't let my weight hold me back. It, I was sort of probably around the sort of 14, 15 stone mark. Um, Everyone else was like a bean pole and looking like, you know, all skinny and netball and stuff. Um, and I didn't let it stop me, but I definitely know that my weight held me back. And then I think because I started letting it hold me back, I just stopped activity altogether. And the occasional walk would sometimes happen. Exercise had never been on my radar. During lockdown, before I started the plan, if anyone goes back through my, my grid, and I was documenting all my other slimming journeys that, you know, went a bit awry. Um, <laughs> I um, was doing home workouts and I was trying, but I think, and actually a friend of mine who I've met through this community and she's lovely. Um, and she was actually asking me today because she was having a problem, like a bit of a, a conflicting like, opinion from two sides of her little de devil and angel on her shoulder. Mm. And she asked me about my relationship with exercise and do I wish I'd done some during the plan um, when I was actually losing weight. And I said, no, I honestly no, because my mind was not in the right place to be able to do that. I don't think it was yeah. ever something that when I set out on this journey, I was like, the goal here is to get back into netball, is to get back into going to the gym regularly. Um, I had nothing like that in my head. My whys were all very much, you know, health, and you know having a healthier BMI having a bit more confidence more of the aesthetic side of things um my mum's journey on the other hand was you know mobility related as well like mm. her breathing mobility her reasons why were completely different and her priorities are not to go to the gym but she is so much more mobile than she used to be to the point where you know she couldn't even she had to sit down when she was waiting for the Nespresso to make a coffee you know she's not afraid to admit that her mobility and her weight held her back so much and so for those of you who are thinking, oh, gosh, I, I don't want to have to go and do exercise. You don't have to at all. This plan. Gives well, you neither of us did any exercise, no. really. Like, I didn't start. I did, but, yeah, I mean, I'm very Yeah, I. 
<laughs> I started the Couch to 5K in August and then I took a break kind of October through november time because I started consulting, I have no time. Um, and then obviously Christmas happened. So the beginning of this month is when I... I think I, I probably elevated my fitness. I was like, right, I really want to commit to that, to this this yeah. year. If I could do what I've done in the last year, it's like crazy. it's that goal or it's that self-belief. It's that kind of growing on each other. And I was like, but I want to see where I can go now in 2022. And now, yeah. like, I don't know about you, but as somebody that was nearly 20 stone this time next year, yeah. I sometimes look at myself in the mirror in the gym and I'm like, who is that girl? Yeah, like, who is she? A while ago. I've said this actually to a couple of people I am not the same person that I was before and you're not the same person you were before either not like at if all. you met me now I feel like I I was almost catfishing myself do you know what I mean I wasn't yeah. the person that I actually am and I don't even think I even know who I am if that makes any sense I just don't like online dating profiles not that you need one but you know talking to people and stuff, it's like, I'm not the same person that I was before. So how do I come across? Like, before, my photos were of me when I looked better. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to meet these people because I don't look, I'm catfishing myself. This is stupid. But now I'm like, do I know this new version of me? And it's, again, what I was saying, like, your brain catching up with your body and this new transformation, it's, it's just, it's mind-blowing how much it can affect you in so many different ways and so many different aspects but this new exercise journey that I'm on it's only just beginning I only I only joined the gym last Monday Rachel this is nuts and I'm <laughs> I love it though when I saw you coming out of the gym the other day I was like yes girl go yeah. on like it is the best feeling that like, you do I know I, I get I can get quite like hyped on my stories <laughs> in the morning but it is you yeah. come out of there with just such a like rush of like that is amazing but like you said that that is a different part of our journeys this is now us going into and kind of morphing into these this new life that we've created for ourselves and and, sorry no go ahead Libby I was just going to say and it's also you know figuring out what works for you as well you know it could be classes it could be aquaerobics it could be going to the gym it could be going for a run doing pouch to 5k you know there's so many different things you can do but I I was saying to my friend earlier who was having this dilemma I was like I would not be in the place I am now had I not found this plan first. I, I was one 100%. of those people, and one of our slimmers asked us when she first started as well, um, like, should I go and join a gym when she first started? And I was like, don't do what I used to do. I used to do the nutrition, do the exercise, hit everything really hard, and then burn out completely, lose interest, lose focus. Focus on one thing at a time, stay goal-oriented, follow the path that you want to if it changes along the way that's absolutely fine but you've got to do what's right for you at this very time and like in this moment and you're the driver of it so it's whatever you want to achieve you can do as long as you believe in yourself and you'll look back and be so so proud of yourself because like you did the other night the other day when you uh, was it yesterday even you got really emotional because you're like I didn't realize how much my body could actually do and it caught you off guard and that's exactly what's oh, happening yeah. to me. And it's happening to slimmers all across the UK who are believing in this plan. Because you can. Absolutely. Oh, girl. I can't believe it's been an hour. Are you joking? It's been amazing. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah, literally it's been an hour. But I want to end with, I always like asking a different question. Okay. But I want to know, what what's Anna Louise's hopes for the next six to 12 months? You said that you always like to say, let the me of three months time thank the me now. What do you want to be able to look back on and see in these next 12 months? That's 
moderation is a key pillar in my life that I can enjoy myself and also be able to rein it back in when I need to, whether it's exercise or nutrition. And just generally where I want to be in a year is just still happy and proud in myself for, you know, and look back and go, I'm so glad I did it when I did. And I made the decisions I did. Um, yeah, I think it's just striving towards a better self, not to compare myself to others, just be the best version I can possibly be, I think, is what I would say. I love that. And obviously taking over um, Instagram alongside Nat. Oh, good Lord. I don't, yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank you. I don't know what's oh. happened or what's happened, but the community has absolutely set me, like, forward and I don't think I could do it without it and people like yourself and Nat and well I could name them all Gemma everyone I don't know it is so. an amazing community and we will all be powering forward this year like you said to get to to be the best versions of us and then thank you so so much for being so open and candid and honest and inspiring oh, to all you. of us this evening Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Wild Flower Talks Weight Loss and More. The podcast here to bring you the secrets to successful weight loss and the tools needed to lead you into a life of maintenance. I want to say a big thank you to Anna Louise for joining me on today's episode. And I would ask that you all give her a follow over on Instagram. Her handle is at Operation Sparkles. As always, please do like and follow the podcast, share with your friends, and you can find me on Instagram at one-to-one-diet.wildflower. Until next week, Thank you. Have a brilliant week and I will see you all again very soon.